0: So we want to embody Second Corinthians, especially since today is Easter, it's about the resurrection. Let us embody resurrection. Amen. And so first looking at verse one. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed. And so our earth our tent. What is this tent? This tent is our body. And when we call it a tent, then primarily what this means is that as Second Corinthians was speaking. As Paul was speaking in Second Corinthians through chapter three and chapter four, he was talking about how we are the temple of God, and and that as the temple of God, we 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 have His temple in our body, and also as the church of God, we are also the temple of God. And then, so when it comes to resurrection, this resurrection, Paul doesn't just look at it from the individual perspective. But just as you are the church and you are the temple, then then you also have this resurrection in context of the church. And so as the church is resurrected, that means that there is also this resurrection from the context of you as a community. And so, so of course, each and every single one of you as an individual is a church and you are a, a temple, but also together as a one body, we resurrect together as one body. And then so it says right here we have a building from God a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. And then so now that after we resurrected this is the, this is talking about the resurrection the final resurrection that we are facing in that in that kingdom. And so so there is this resurrection in the context of an individual, the church as an individual, the church as a community also, and then also the church as an eternal kingdom. And so when it comes to resurrection, it's not, it's not important only in the context of an individual. Because the church of God is about life and life flowing through a body. And then also, this is a kingdom of the God, not kingdom of my individualism. And so when it comes to resurrection... Um, all the churches of God and the entirety of the church of God is being established as His kingdom. That that's what's important that we need to understand when it comes to resurrection. That it's not just my individual, but His kingdom. His kingdom is coming, and so it's not just you doing well, but you as the church, as a community, as one, as a whole, as it says in Hebrews two, that you are an assembly. And so it's important as an assembly to be to grow together and so you need to receive all three of these processes to understand uh, resurrection in a healthy manner and so as an individual as a church and as a nation as a kingdom and so when it comes to rapture right rapture is actually not not the focus of of the end times, okay? I'm not saying that there's no rapture at all. But what I'm saying is, is that rapture is not the focus. Okay, the focus is on you being perfected. The focus is on you being made into the kingdom of God, and so this is really important. And as I always say and so when it comes to the church the church isn't just some body some some assembly on this earth no, the church is, is a member, a body that is going to last through all eternity and so you are being made into this body, you are being formed into this body, why do you think Why do you think God is leading this church in this way? It's because of how important this church is as a whole in the context of eternity, not just on this temple earth. And so fundamentally, you need to love one another. Fundamentally, you need to be united with one another. If you are not united... If you are not united uh, That's going to break this down And that's why I keep emphasizing That you need to be transparent amongst one another That you need to be open to one another If you keep liking secrets And having these little uh, Your own cliques That is really dangerous That must be fixed And also that's not uh, loyalty to God That's not uh, sincerity to God Actually we need to be open to one another Really loving one another That's the relationship that we need to have Amen And then so, and so when it says the tent on this earth is talking about the temple and it's also talking about our body. And so from the perspective of our body, when we look at it in 2 Corinthians, what is our body? Our body has been created in the image of God. And if we have been created in the image of God, what's important is this word image, that our body, our body has been formed in the same image as God. And then, so when we end on this earth and come before God, we're not going to see Him with a trunk like an elephant. No, we're going to see Him that that He is in that we are in His likeness. And then also, when it says image, though, of course, this isn't uh, focused on. This isn't focused on, on our outer appearances But on our essence Our essence is created in the image of God And so this word Salem, This word Salem is really important That we have been created in His image That we are a piece of Him And so as we continue receiving that light We keep receiving that image That image is being made perfect in us And so going beyond that Uh, sorry, one moment, please. And so as 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, that the Spirit of God is a spirit of fellowship that brings us to meet with God. And as you meet with Him, that glory grows inside of you, grows inside of you. And that's the faith that we need to have, that as we continue to maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit, we're growing more in Him. We're getting to know Him more and more. And so that's why the fullness of the Spirit is really important. That's why we need to keep maintaining the fullness of the Spirit and keep uh, in that, in, in, in meeting with Him, because through that, everything grows that light grows and so and so though we are clothed in this flesh this flesh isn't just simple flesh but but as it says in chapter four verse eleven, or it's chapter four seven that we are we have treasures in this jars of clay, and so of course we are jars of clay. But the value of that jar isn't the fact that well, of what it's made of, but what's inside of it. And what is inside of it is the image of God, right? And because the image of God is inside of us, it's filled with the blood, the spirit, and the word of God. And so that's why His spirit has been poured out inside of us. And so uh, the highest value that we can ascribe to what we are is that we are the holy of holies of god that we are his temple and this is where your victory will be determined is if you receive this in faith if you receive this in faith that is victory Because as you receive this in faith, then you'll keep looking to him in faith. And as you keep looking to him in faith, you're going to keep receiving his holiness. And as you receive his holiness, that holiness purifies you, sanctifies you, and continually makes you grow in his holiness. And so that's the time that we are spending right now, is spending this time to grow into him, to be made more into his image. And so remember that God has chose you on this earth so that he can perfect his image in you. And then so This tent On this earthly home Is our flesh But this flesh Is is what Is a jar of clay That has treasure Within it And then also This treasure Is the image of God And what is this image of God Is this image of God Means that we have received The life of God And as it says In chapter uh, I didn't hear but, but We are this living psyche And as Though we have this soul But now this soul Has been transformed Into a spirit With the spirit the spirit of life that God has given us and ultimately this is how God created man is is to be completely dependent upon God, but but when we became living psyche, now we, uh, we thought that we uh, we think that we can live without God. We can live by our experiences. We can live by our strength. But now that Jesus Christ has come to this earth and has been has been declared in, as Messiah in power, uh, we have been made into living pneuma. We have been live, made into living spirit, and so we have been uh, once again that 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 dependency on God. That dependency on God have been has been re. Established in our lives and so so you are this uh, eternal life and this eternal life is inside of you and it doesn't rest it doesn't stay still it doesn't settle down but it's continually moving and so that's what's important is is this constant movement constant growth. So we need to continually grow That is an important principle When it comes to the eternal life of God Constantly moving forward Because His life is continually leading us in growth And also in chapter 4 verse 16 What else does it say? It says so we do not lose heart Though our outer self is wasting away Our inner self is being renewed day by day And so this inner self once again uh, Rather than saying inner self It's actually better to say um, the new self, right, and the outer self is our jar of clay, right, which is our flesh. It's the it's the old self. But, anyways, whatever it may be, this old outer self needs to waste away, and so the old self needs to continually to be removed. Just as our body ages, the old self is continually wasting away, right? The outer self is wasting away, and so and yet at the same time our inner self is being renewed day by day as the blood moves as the word moves and also as the spirit of God continually moves inside of us we're continually being renewed renewed every day day by day and so as I always say every day you are being renewed and this is something that you need to experience firsthand that the me today is not the same as the me yesterday and and as I said, that even even physical, physio, uh, physically, this is this principle applies. Your cells continually renew themselves, right? But it's because you live by the flesh that you are not feeling it. You are not feeling this renewal, and so whether you can actually feel it like physically or not, you are being renewed every day. And so this needs to be embodied in us, Amen. We need to understand this as we maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And so look, when it comes to the flesh. As you live in Babylon, what is the flesh? In Babylon's perspective, it is weakness, right? It is, it is a principle of limitation, a principle of scarcity in economic terms, right? And so ultimately, you can't help but fall into despair because you cannot help but realize that, that ultimately you are limited. And it's because you respond in the flesh. It's because you respond in the outer self that that this becomes uh, the source of your your depression. It becomes a source of your hardship. It becomes a source of your sorrow. And right, the flesh constantly is focused on your circumstances, on your conditions, what you have, what you don't have, what people have done to you, what people have not done to you. But not for one moment has that ever been uh, the the focus. Look at Daniel Even before Nebuchadnezzar Who was probably the strongest king In that time Nebuchadnezzar did not um, Or not Nebuchadnezzar Daniel did not Did not cower in his presence Because he knows He knows who the true king is And so And so this is the most important um, Principle behind Paul's theology around this time which is what that we do not respond in the flesh but respond in the spirit and then, so again it says um, when we live by the inner self we're, uh, we're being renewed day by day and so for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison this was chapter 4 verse 17. And then so there is this clear difference between the old self and the new self. And so if you live by the old self, it's always under uh, is always under affliction, always being weighed down, suffering, suffering, suffering. But if you live by spirit, the weight of glory takes all that away. It takes it all away beyond comparison. And so do not be deceived. If you respond in the flesh, then every issue will become a, a critical issue. Oh, I don't have money. Oh, I don't have this. Oh, I don't have that. But the spirit person doesn't care. It doesn't matter how big the problem may be. It's not a problem. You will not die for lack of money. You will not die for lack of people. Right? There's no reason to be lonely. You have the, you have God of the universe at your side. Why should you be lonely? So this is a really um, critical sin if you if you. If you if you think feel lonely as a Christian, that's actually a very critical sin. Okay, you, 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 you have the most beloved God at your side. How dare? Can you be lonely? There's no reason to not rejoice. It's because we respond in the flesh that we do not rejoice. It's because of the strength of the flesh, the strength of the flesh so if you live by the spirit then your face will be radiant now of course if you live with the people of the world uh, you may feel sorry that you are rejoicing because there's, they, they can't understand why you rejoice right and so you can't help but feel sorry for the people of the world but we rejoice right and so do we not rejoice so let's continue so in this perspective because we live by this uh, being uh, as chapter 5:17 says that we are a new creation and this is really important that we are a new creation right as it says therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation and so we don't need to really explain in Christ again right but the fact that we are a new creation, this proclamation of Paul, It's not, he's not being symbolic here when he says this. He's saying that in practice, that after Jesus Christ came to this earth, uh, he who has the Holy Spirit with him in in him is a completely different being from what Adam was. As it says in chapter 6, verse, uh, chapter 6, verse, uh, where is this? Where is this? 14. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness? Uh, it's because it's not saying just to isolate yourself, but rather... That you are a completely new being And because you have this new being You cannot be yoked with them unequally You cannot have contracts with them Why? Because because you live on a different dimension You live in a completely different way Under a different paradigm And so if you are in a different paradigm What, what, what is a symbolic of that difference? It's the fact that you are eternal You have all the functions To be able to live in this divinity But the world does not And so even from the context of the saints of the Old Testament, you are a new creation, right? If you compare the people of, like, for example, let's say the prophets, of course the prophets can prophesy when when the Spirit of God rests upon them. But if that Spirit flees, they cannot prophesy. But how about you? If the Spirit of God rests in the place, of course you will prophesy, but even if the Spirit leaves, you can still prophesy because the Holy Spirit is, you are not dependent upon the imminent Holy Spirit, but upon the Spirit spirit that dwells within you and then so as it says in uh, chapter 5 17 the old has passed away behold the new has come So remember, remember in the Old Testament, uh, the Day of Atonement wasn't forgiveness of sins, but rather it was passing over of former sins. But now through Jesus Christ, those sins have been completely dealt with. We, when, if we sin, we don't need this Day of Atonement. But when we spiritually atone, that sin is no longer being stored, but it is completely being, uh, or not, no, not just simply being stored or passed over, but it's been completely erased. And that's why we can rejoice. And so through repentance, we no longer store the, the this record of sin within our our our, our conscious. And so the reason why you keep responding to the same sins is because you keep uh, living by your conscious rather than the spirit. And so every day I keep, I work hard, I, I I pray hard to to erase the sins from my conscious and to not acknowledge that 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 my conscious, the records of my conscious. And that's why repentance is so important, even from the perspective of just sin. You are no longer passing over sins, but sins are being completely erased from you. Amen. And so when it says, "Behold, a new thing has come," your identity is continually being renewed in this. It continues being renewed, and so we enter into heaven, right, with this new body, and we enter into the new, new heaven and new earth. How long are we changing? Until for all eternity. I don't know how long that that will take. Okay. But we're continually being transformed Even in the millennial kingdom And even in the new heaven and new earth We're continually being transformed Being transformed forever I think it's going to take eternity For us to become more and more like God But but this, This transformation Isn't a command to you But rather an expectation That you would be transformed for all time And so Think about it. No matter how great of a person you may live with, if you live with that person for a thousand years, you'll probably get tired of that person. But God's faithfulness, God's wonder, God's amazingness, God's glory is never limited. It's not temporal, it is not finite, but constantly eternal. And so, the fa- reason why we can be renewed every day is because we are living with this infinite being. And so, because we are living with this infinite being, that's why our direction is continually being transformed day by day. Day by day. And so the fact that, so be aware that you are the temple of God, that you are the holy of holies. His spirit is inside of you, and so how, and so how, why would you ever dare to even try to, to mix uh, sacrilegious things with it? You are the temple of temples. And so, remember what the Holy of Holies is. It's the place where the high priest could only enter once a year and not without blood, right? But but how about now? You have this blood moving inside of you every day, right? I abide in you, you abide in me. And so, believe that you are the Holy of Holies. That's the faith that you need to have. That glorious presence dwells within you. And so he promises, gives four promises. Uh, Paul gives four promises. First, Using the promises of Ezekiel and Jeremiah I will make my dwelling among them And walk among them And I will be their God And they shall be my people This is chapter 6 verse um, 16 So what's the first one? The first one is I will make my dwelling among them And walk among them And so this is once again A prophecy of them becoming um, Of them becoming God's temple This is God's covenant promise right, Through Ezekiel and Jeremiah I will make my dwelling among them And walk among them So my dwelling among them Is the temple And walk among them Means that 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 His um, dwelling place And then so just as Just as you know The the, um, the tabernacle Will lead the assembly In the same way I will walk among them And so This is once again Prophesying that you are The temple of God Amen So when it comes to being The temple uh, To Paul that's why the church is such an amazing place it's not just simply a gathering of holy people but rather this gathering of holy people is becoming what is becoming the temple of god and so why do we put such importance of you coming to this church because in this church right right so that what i'm talking about is from the context of being here rather than watching online because, because when you are coming here, this is the temple of God, where His presence is there, His glory is there. And, uh, just as Pastor Lee in England said that, as he was watching this, 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 um, as he was watching this worship, he saw on this, on this altar, angels just, just everywhere here. Why? Because the temple is here. So why, why is this uh, presence here? It's because this is the Holy of Holies. Because it's the Holy of Holies that glory is there. And that's why it's so important to understand this concept of Holy of Holies. Being the Holy of Holies. And it's because this church is His temple. It's the Holy of Holies. And you are the Holy of Holies as a member of this church. And so why pollute that? What should be in the Holy of Holies? simply the Word, the Spirit, and the blood. And that's why I said, why try to? Why do you try to stuff other things? Okay. And so sometimes we may we may be polluted, but sorry, one moment. Okay. But because we are so uh, the reason why we cannot bear it when when something filthy comes in is because that holy presence has been filled so much that when something dirty comes in, you cannot. You cannot compromise. You cannot deal with it. So if there's sadness inside of you, you, you you can't bear with it. You can't bear it. You can't bear it. That's why you repent. Why do you live with that? Why do you bear with it for years on end? Okay, Deacon Pan, explain to me that secret of bearing with it for years. that's how important it is that you are the temple that the holy of holies is here and so if this holy of holies is there that means all the functions to live in eternity is moving healthily and that's what it means to be a new creation That everything that God gives, all the nobility, all the honor, all of those things being combined into one is what? Is that we are the temple, we are the Holy of Holies. And so at the same time, we are also the church. And so this temple doesn't move according to my whims. It's not moving according to what I want, okay? I do not move all of the elements. It's according to His will, under His dominion. Amen? And then, so what else does He promise? And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So what is this? This is the concept of, of dominion, right? The, the Old Covenant with in in the old testament was what is that i will be your people and you'll be my people and what about the new covenant as it says in jeremiah thirty one thirty three is that that uh you will be my people and i will be your god and so what is the focus of this the focus on this is, is, is of this is dominion it's on dominion and i've been continually emphasizing dominion to the pastors that the church is not about love it's not about love but first about dominion that the order must first be established in order for love to flow freely it's the same thing to you as an individual it's not just as an organization as an assembly but also in the individual as a pastor it's not about it's not about feeding one sheep but rather first about Dominion about rain. It's the kingdom of God, right? The kingdom of God is about dominion. It's not about love first. It's because you do not understand this rain. That's why everything breaks down. Everything is so difficult. That's why this rain is not there. And so when you gather people, all it becomes is just gathering of immorality, about popularity, about gathering people who like you. No, it's not about that. It's about rain. It's about rain. You need to enter into the dominion of the of God and as I said in the prophecy of Ezekiel it's in that dominion that true freedom rises and in that true freedom there is true love this is really important to understand and though I preached this to you I did not emphasize it but I emphasized this a lot to the pastors I kept talking about dominion dominion, dominion and so all the kings of, of history What they taught their princes Was not to be a good mathematician A good scientist No, what they emphasized is that you are a prince And so as a prince How are you to have dominion and so ultimately, what are you learning here at this church? You are learning to be have dominion, right? Dominion over creation, dominion over over people, dominion over the spirits, right? It's all about dominion. Even your business, it's all about dominion. But if you lose this dominion, you lose everything. What is the emphasis of, of Ephesus, of the principle of the church of Ephesus is that everything flows through him who is the head and we as the church are his body, right? And so it's about his reign, his dominion. And it's through his dominion that everything froze freely, And so if we say that your Christianity is good, that means that you are under his dominion. And so dominion is so important, right? That he who is the king of all kings, we need his reign. And so it's not about Pastor Kim. It's not Pastor Kim's decisions. It's about his reign, his dominion. And so that's actually what's a, that's what's fearful, because His holiness reigns. Because His love reigns. Whenever things miss that mark, that's when this danger happens. That's when uh, problems arise. It's not about my dominion. It's not my reign. That's My reign is nothing, right? It's because God's reign is there. That's why it's about dominion. And then what's the third promise? Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. This is Isaiah 52. That as they leave Babylon, what is he, what is he commanding the Levites? Is to not touch unthing, unclean things to be clean. And so, and so as uh, new test, uh, new covenant saints. What are we? We are priestly kings. And so priestly kings is about dominion. And what is the prerequisite of that dominion? It is holiness. So we need to give holiness. We are Levites, right? You and me, we are Levites. so we should touch no unclean things. We shouldn't have no things with, with, with them. Be separate from them. You are not powerless because you lack knowledge, because you lack revelation, because you lack ability. No, it's because you lack holiness. Holiness is the only thing that you need. And so, if you lose sight of holiness, then you uh, can't help but pollute yourself. And as you pollute yourself, you pollute the church. What does it say in First Corinthians chapter six that 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 um, that anyone who who pollutes the church of God is cursed? Is he joking around when he says this? No, this is this is um, uh, an important. Command, right? Paul is continually talking about this to, to the Corinthians, is to to deal with with immorality because immorality is polluting the church. It's very dangerous pollution to the church. And so, look at First Corinthians chapter twelve. Right? It gives this list of sins. Right? Chapter twelve, I think. Maybe Second Corinthians twelve. Yeah, Second Corinthians twelve. Sorry, not First Corinthians. Second Corinthians twelve. Um right where where's this? It's all uh, oh, right here, right quarrelling, jealousy, anger, hostility, slander. This is verse 20. And so Paul is warning them of, of of polluting the church. but is there any difference from the church in this day right where they are quarrelling, having jealousy, anger, hostility, slander, gossip, conceit, and disorder. So why do we pray? Why are you unable, or why are you unable to pray? Why are you unable to see the glory and worship? Why are you always oppressed? It's because you are losing this principle of the holy of holies inside of you. the The functions of the uh, of that temple is not is being ruined within you. Why? Because you are polluted, and so because you are polluted, you are unable. Let's say you wear the same T-shirt for one day, two days, three days, a week. It's okay, right? But now imagine, imagine wearing that same shirt for a month, for six months, for a year. How filthy would that would that shirt be to the point that you cannot even tell, right? <laughs> I remember when I was young that I I, I left my home once and after 3 days i couldn't bear it why because the because the floor was so filthy i couldn't stand it anymore i couldn't stand being outside the house right because because my socks were so filthy right my heart's my my shirt was so filthy and so even after 3 days i i it was so hard that i couldn't bear it, that i went home and repented but, but how much more if you were living with this pollution for weeks on end, for months on end? So why are you not washing yourselves when you are polluted? You need to wash yourselves every day. Wash yourselves every day. And what's the last promise that he gives us here in verse 17 or verse 18? Or chapter 7 verse 1? No, okay. Chapter 6. Uh, 18 and i will be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me and so now it's finally this relationship of love so it begins with dominion and then goes through holiness and then finally ends in this love and so without holiness there is no goodness and so because you cannot receive love you re- you you look to immorality that's what you need to see because you are not holy you keep all these other spirits start entering into you If you are not holy, what does that mean? That means you are living by the flesh. Every moment by moment, you are responding in the flesh. And so, of course, these other spirits enter into you. So it's not that you chose the other spirits. It's because you chose the flesh that these other spirits enter into you. You need to see this clear principle. There's no reason for you to fight against these spirits. Just choose the spirit or just choose the Holy Spirit and these other spirits will not enter into you. It's because you choose the flesh, right? The choice isn't the Holy Spirit and then all these other spirits and so complicating that choice. No, the simple choice is the Holy Spirit or the flesh. And so if you choose the Holy Spirit, then these other spirits have no room to enter. If you choose the flesh, then these other spirits will have, the door is wide open to them. And so when you are in the spirit, all these other spirits There is no danger of them entering into you They are simply there for you to fight So that you can grow and grow and grow Right They exist not to be a danger to you They exist to be a source For your growth They exist for you to to continue to be holy So as long as you choose the spirit These other spirits are not an issue And so every day you saying Oh I'm afflicted, I'm oppressed, I'm oppressed No that is a problem, that is a sin Right because they should not be a problem. Anyways, let's continue. And so it's clear that we should live a life that does not respond to the flesh. Amen? So as it says in chapter 6, is is to put on uh, the death of Jesus Christ so that the life of Jesus Christ could be inside of me. And so I, I don't know where it says this, but he said chapter 6. But anyways... So whether you have weaknesses or not It doesn't matter As long as you don't respond to the flesh And you respond to the spirit Then you put on the death of Jesus Christ Amen So the most important thing here Is to continually put importance On the fight that's going on Between you be Inside of you Between the old self and the new self So keep uh, training yourself to be victorious inside of you, to be able to respond and putting on the death of Jesus Christ whenever there this battle arises from within you, this battle between uh, the old self and the new self. And so we need to embody Jesus, Jesus' death as my death and knowing to stop, knowing how to stop. And so it's important to be able to stop So as Christians It's not about efficiency It's not about being quick Why? Because we need to wait for God to wait We need to wait for God to decide We need to wait for To be able to receive from God That's what's important Not efficiency So whether you believe it or not That's actually one thing That many of the pastors uh, (coughs) Misconceived Or had a misconception about me Is that they think that it's easy for me To to kick church members out that they think it's that they think that I am quick to chase church members out. Do do I have that image? Am I honestly? If I moved according to my uh, my temper, then none of you would be here. None of you would be here. Some I wait 20 years. Some 10 years. I mean. This, this long patience This long endurance is not easy for me I'm not a character That has that patience And yet I wait Because it's not me It's the Holy Spirit And so So as I said this To the church To the pastors They were shocked They were shocked When I said that I waited 20 years for him And it also I wasn't the one Who kicked him out But he came to me And said that He's going to leave And so whether you believe it or not even right now I'm waiting for some of you even now I'm waiting for some of you what can I do other than other than to wait Now there are s- some cases where I cannot wait why because it's too much of a danger that that death is going to happen through that person and so so I can't do anything else I have to kick them out but for the most part I'm waiting waiting So, look through our Galatians. Look at how important this is to Paul. This is his principle behind his faith. And it's not just to Paul, but to all of us. Just as God, Jesus uh, asked his disciples to to put on, to to carry the cross in the same way this is really important to us because it's there that we receive God's righteousness it's there that we receive his holiness it's there we receive his identity we receive the power to be able to go against the flesh, to fight the flesh and to live by the spirit and so that's why we Paul can say that he will boast, if he boasts he boasts in the cross and then so also in chapter 2 we see that suffering brings comfort why? because in that suffering there is the work of resurrection and in that resurrection where where that brings comfort and then so also in um, verse chapter 13 verse 4 chapter 13 and so if you look at the conclusion right chapter 3 verse 4 what does it say For he was crucified in weakness, but lives by the power of God. And so this is the conclusion of this all, right? That Jesus Christ died in weakness. What is the meaning of these words? It's hard to interpret, right? It doesn't make sense, right? Because who is Christ? Christ is the king, and is the king weak? And yet, why is Christ weak? He cannot be weak, and yet, why does it say this? Because though he was the king, he chose that weakness. As it says in Isaiah 5.42, that he had the glory of God and he was seated on the throne, but what did he choose? He chose to be clothed in the flesh. And so we talk about election and calling. And so the reason why we need to... Uh, put on the death of Christ and uh, be clothed in the death of Christ is because look we are the king of kings we have been made in, uh, uh, into the family of the king of kings and we have that we have been made in that glory but we also have to choose that weakness we can uh, avail all creation because he is rich we are rich and, and so and but like the lord we do not show that riches like, like but like the lord we come in poor as as a humble human right and so, and so through that we become rich not in this world but we become rich in god and as we become rich in god we become rich in his kingdom we're not living in the spirit and so why do we need to live this way is because we are partaking in partaking in the glory of heaven and so all of your ability That you can do in the flesh Your skill Laying all of these things down It becomes your reward Why? Because these kinds of people Will rely upon God And so Your life on this earth In all in, in a word can be summarized by saying this That you live by God You live by God by Everything that you live by God is life Everything that you live by your own strength Is not your reward That will not be counted to you That is your business Not God's business And so when you do not respond in the flesh And you live by the Spirit that becomes your. That is what is credited to you Because he who is the king gave everything up for you, why do you keep trying to choose your own strength? That's why your reward is flying away, it's disappearing. And so this being of the new self in your being, what is the secret that you can be victorious? Is not when you have the strength of, of Babylon, but when rather when you give it up. When you give it up, that is the secret to your strength. And so if you cho- if you're in the state where you choose the strength of the flesh, that is not the new self, that is the old self. And in that old self, you're choosing what? You're choosing sin. And so in this perspective, you can understand what it means that weakness is strength. Because what is the mechanism behind that weakness? Though I'm in that weakness, the weakness to Babylon is death. But when I choose that weakness, I live by the method of Christ. And because I live by the method of Christ, that is strength. And not only strength, but the strength to be victorious. Amen. So this is something that you need to experience every day. But if the new self is weak in you, then you cannot taste this, this joy and this victory. It's yes, when that new self is victorious and continue being strengthened, you can know the joy of this victory. Right? Uh, like Paul, being in the midst of that suffering, in the midst of that persecution, being in the midst of these impossible odds, and yet coming out on top, not because of what you've done, not because of that, but because of the miracle of the power of God taking over. And this isn't just a promise for Paul, but also for all those who have the Holy Spirit of God. So it's not about have or to do, but to be. It's not about to have or to do, but to be. And so because I am, because I am, I am victorious. So what is the problem with your Christianity? You think that all the things that you've done well is your prize, is your is your is your reward but all the things that you did wrong is 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 counted against you no it doesn't matter whether you do well or you do or you fail all of it is not is is none of it is is a problem it's about who you are and as it says in Matthew right when you come to heaven it'll say that oh you you, you you took care of You took care of me When I was weak You took care of me When I was When I was hard And then, and then What will the righteous say The righteous will say When Lord did I take care of you When Lord did I feed you and then, he'll, and then the Lord will answer That when you fed the poor When you did this When you hungered You know It was all for me But what about the wicked What will the wicked say The wicked will say That Lord I did this for you I did that for you I did this I offered this I, made, I dedicated this And then the Lord will answer What That I never knew you And so every day we need to look to the goal And in in looking to the goal Head towards that goal, amen And so that's what's important for us And if you keep looking towards the goal What's going to happen You'll see that the spiritual speed uh, quicken up You will start to run towards And so in chapter 3 verse 8 Paul says what? That for we cannot do anything against the truth But only for the truth so this confession that says we cannot do anything but for the truth, it means that we cannot do anything that goes against the spirit of God. We cannot go against this will of God. We cannot go against the method, the purpose, the will. None of it is possible. And so if you live by the if you live by God, what does that mean? It means that you cannot do anything. You cannot do anything. Who is the what is immorality? Immorality is taking whoever you want. What is greed? Is making money that that you want. That without God, everything is possible to you. And so, if you want to be sane in this world, in Babylon, in the flesh, then it's better to believe that there is no God, right? That that is going to help you if you want to live in this world, if you want to live in the flesh. But see, look here, this confession where he says. That uh, we cannot do anything against the truth. It means that Paul already that this new self is being victorious in him every day, day by day. And so, and so, does that mean that Paul cannot choose the old self? No. When it says that, but we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. Meaning is that I live only for the truth. <sighs> Meaning that the truth reigns over me And the Holy Spirit leads me And so in AD 56 Now the old self is completely dead And Paul is only choosing the new self Is that what it's saying? No Now it may not be strong But he could still choose the old self But what does it mean when he says That he's in this state where He he cannot do anything against the truth But only for the truth Now of course he could choose the old self And still sin But he will not tolerate it. He will not leave it alone. He will be able to repent instantaneously. He will be able to deeply repent. Why are we unable to repent? It's because we keep living by the old self that we choose to live by the new self every now and then. That's why we're unable to repent. Many people don't even know what sin that they're sinning. And they don't even know that they are storing up sin in their conscious Knowing, unknowing that they are unable to have a good conscience Because these sins are being stored So many people keep responding in their self in, the, in, in their self-centeredness And so they keep blaming others Keep blaming others that others is the reason Others is the problem When Paul makes his confession that That we cannot do anything against the truth But only for the truth We can look at this from two perspectives First is the fact that he's maintained the new self Maintained the new self But at the same time It doesn't mean that he will never choose the old self He can still choose the old self But this new self has continued being victorious And so what's important is that the new self is continually victorious We need to allow the measure of the new self to to grow more and more and more, as it says in First John one, it's not simply about reflection. Reflection, of course, is important at first, but because but because reflection is 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 is, is that will to change, but. But if you want to take away the strength of the Sarks, you need to repent deeply. And if you want to repent deeply, you need to focus on God. And being focused and to be able to focus on God means that you are living in the new self. And if you are living in the new self, then you need to understand what sin is. You need to understand how how, how heavy that sin comes upon you. And so if you are unable to have rage against the enemy, holy anger against the enemy, that is a dangerous sign. So you, you may think that Oh it's because you're a pastor No But But look Even when My church members fall I get filled with anger I, I get filled with such anger Towards the enemy so Even regarding Other people's sins I fall into anger And yet you're unable To fall into anger or You're unable to be Enraged By your own sin And unable to repent Of that sin that is a very dangerous thing. It means that you are living by the old self. And that's why you keep blaming others. Keep blaming others. That, oh, it's because of pastor's decision. Oh, pastor, why did you make this decision? Why did you do that right? There's many people who, who, who say this. Many people who, who think this way. And so this confession that we cannot do anything against the truth. This is a confession of people who are complete, Continually dying to sin Continually dying to the old self It doesn't mean that they'll never choose the old self It doesn't mean that they'll never choose sin It just means that they have died that much And so So as I said this early morning Don't tolerate and compromise With these weaknesses With this evil inside of you To, to, to control you the spirit of immorality and division is is a sign of of us living in the flesh because this immorality and division is is the fundamental evil right division and immorality is the fundamental work that goes beyond that goes in people who are living in the flesh or living by the world if you're living in holiness and you have this it's in holiness that you should be uh, in the temple but but it's because you are in immorality and division that's why there is that's why you are unable to be transparent that is evidence that you are not living in holiness and because you are not living in holiness that's why immorality enters and so it, it is imperative that you continue to put this to death and so from this perspective the world has power right it's it's outside of jesus that, that that the devil has immense power but it's inside of jesus christ that that they have no power they have they are completely powerless so they outside of christ can do anything to to put you to death they have power and so in christ let us die to the self and be filled with the new self amen so we need to have that sign inside of us at all times—a siren going off, whenever that 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 the love of God is dry is drying up inside of us. That the anger towards the enemy is drying up inside of us. At any at, and whenever that happens, that should be a si- There should be a siren going off. A siren going off. So let us embody this word Amen To meet deeply Meet God deeply And so Paul is saying that we live by the Spiritual ministry Right Chapter 2, 13 Chapter 4 huh? Sorry one moment Okay, so ultimately, we, we need to live by the spirit. <laughs> this is too much of a too much of a summary, right? One <laughs> moment, please. So all we need to be able to do is these two things: is to be able to pray. And if we're unable to pray, then repent. That's, that's those are the two things. That's how simple your life is. And so all we have to do is repent. And if if when if we cannot pray, then what do you have to do? We repent. That's all that we need to do. If you can do these two things, you will live as the children of the King. You will live as a child of the King. Right? What what can you go against this? Right? What I mean, what what can stop this? That's how we are to live, amen? This is how we should live, amen? It's really important, our relationship with God. And so, as I said again, before God, being able to live by what He gives, amen? That's all we need. And if you live by the Spirit, that's how you will live. And so, let us expand. If you were able to do one hour, then two hours. If you are able to do two hours, then four hours. If you were four hours, eight hours. We need to expand this measure, Amen. And you will experience and be amazed yourself at what God does inside your life when you live this way. This time is upon us. This time of revival has come upon us. And so all we need to do is not be lazy spiritually. That's the only thing is not be lazy spiritually. Please don't be lazy spiritually. And so, okay, no, two things. Just don't be lazy and and endure. Have patience. And so keep eating in faith and be strengthened in the spirit. Amen. And so the Word of God is living and active. Let, it, let, let us embody the power of that Word, that His promise it does not uh, expire, but is always active and reigning over us and is dominioning over us. He who loves us the most in the entire world he, his faithfulness has never failed His goodness has never failed There are times where I have Fallen into despair of my own accord But his faithfulness has never failed Amen And so because I, I have this trust Even if something Fails I don't, I don't doubt And so it's not a problem All I have to do is just wait a little bit. Hallelujah. Just Yes, Lord, just wait. And so this trust in God, even if nothing works out, even though it's unsuccessful, it's not unsuccessful. Because His goodness is constantly running after me. And I know this for sure. And so that's just waiting. There's no problem. No matter what kind of issues may come, no matter what devil tries to do. I'm not amazed. I'm not astonished. Go ahead, try. Do whatever you want. Why? Because I believe in God's faithfulness. And that is the relationship I have with God. So this faithfulness is, I believe in His faithfulness. That He is always faithful. At all times, He is faithful. Okay, hallelujah. Amen? So you need to embody that. that, And so... Amen. I to God, uh, zeros is not an issue, right? He can add more zeros. And so,
1: and so, Apostle
0: Paul says that he is a minister of the new covenant. He is a minister of the Spirit. He is someone who deals with the Spirit, not with the flesh. What does this mean? To those who choose flesh, there's nothing that Paul can do for them. And it's not just Paul, but God. If you choose the faith, all God can ask of you is to repent. That's it. If you choose flesh, what can God say? What can God do when when he when he says to be holy, to be to be to be pure? Because God is his his ministry is to those who are new covenant beings, to new beings. So we need to live by the new self, right? And so you need to live by the spirit and to those who live by the spirit you have fellowship that is what Paul is saying and so in the community Everything that I can do Is the same thing that Paul can do If I'm to be a benefit to you It's if when you are living in the spirit That I would be a benefit to you If you live in the flesh Then I honestly can't do anything to you God can do nothing for you Other than what? Demand you to repent quickly and turn back To repent deeply and to turn back I cannot do anything for you If you are concerned with the world other than, All I can ask of you is to repent and return Repent and return and so, this ministry, this ministry of truth, this ministry of spirit, the spiritual ministry that Paul has—what is it about? It's about restoration. It's about rest, uh, reconciliation. And so, in this concept of uh, of Paul, so there's two things. One is 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 uh, the spiritual ministry and the ministry of reconciliation and so we need to be united with God we need to be restored to God reconciled with God and so there are times where you are unable to reconcile with God whether it's immorality or worldliness whatever it may be greed in that aspect you cannot be reconciled to God and so these aspects needs to be repented of and to be reconciled to God that is what Paul's ministry is is, is this ministry of reconciliation amen and so God wants to lead you to the greatest of, recon- uh, of of resurrection And so let us turn back to today's text We finally finished with verse 1 And so verse 2, it says For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling And so in verse 1, this, this earthly home, this tent, right? It's the same thing, right? This, this tent and this tent, through the being of the church, uh, it's about being in this um, resurrection body, uh, and, and and putting on this new spiritual body, right? And so it's all about resurrection, resurrection. And so what is my desire for you is to be the best resurrection in that day right that is my that is my desire and my my hope and not just to you as an individual but also as as a church And so, if one of you is not is unable to be have this glorious resurrection, it's not just an issue of the individual, but as a church, because we are all part of one body. And so, what is this about? This is about your calling. Your calling is to this church. Your calling is to this remnant. Your calling is to this uh, glorious ministry. And so, and so, it's it's as a whole, as a whole, that is important, not to an individual. And that's. That's why I, I I demand repentance. I demand change. I demand uh, submission. And if not, you know, cutting them off, because it's not about an individual. It's about the church. And so this this uh, glory will be revealed on that day as a church, not just as an individual. And so, and so, if you live by the flesh, this is something that you should be afraid of, because. If you live by that flesh You cannot just uh, You cannot remain in this church And so in that uh, One moment So what's important is, is that Before we die We need to keep getting rid of our Fleshly strength And so it's better to suffer now than later Because if you want to if you want to die and enter into glorification, then it's better to do that now rather than later. Because later, it's not a, it's not through death that you'll be entered into glorification, but, but in your life. And so I believe that in the church. And so I'm not trusting in you. I'm trusting in God's will for you. I'm trusting in God's purpose for you. I'm trusting in God's love for you. And so I believe that no one will miss the mark in this glorious resurrection. And so that's why... I always put emphasis on your calling to the church. Are you called to the church? Then if you have if you know you have this calling, then I can wait for you. I can wait for you, I can pray for you. And I could even give my life to you. And so you all have this calling, yes? Yes, truly. And so the up the highest resurrection. And to have this highest resurrection we need we have a new identity, as it says in chapter six. In chapter six it talks about our new creation. Right? We said this earlier in verse nine As unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold, we live as punished and yet not killed. As sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing everything. And so, if you respond in the flesh, then you can't help but live as unknown. You can't help but live as dying. You can't help but live as punished. But when we respond in the spirit, we do not live that way. Why? Because we put on the death of Jesus Christ on our body, and His riches, His resurrection, His glory is poured out upon us. And so that's what that is what's entering into us for the past 24 years. And so through us, we have enriched the world, right? We have enriched uh, so many things, right? And and even now, even now, the life of Jesus Christ is flowing and even just this word even just in the sermon there's so much going on right in, in China in China right uh, as they're receiving this word they're receiving this word and because of this word they're being persecuted there's this pastor uh, as Sogo told us there's this pastor who only has 10 members at, at, at their church and yet they're being persecuted by the government it, this is something that doesn't happen often in China there's only 10 people in the church and yet they're being persecuted very harshly and so even when my word even when or not my word even though the word is just entering look at all the works that's going on look at how much is going on And so when the word enters into you It doesn't just stay still It doesn't just um, It doesn't um, It isn't passive And so please do not think that you'll live in peace and comfort While you're here at this church There's always something going on So you need to be vigilant into vigilant and follow the, the the pillar of the cloud the pillar of the fire right just looking to that pillar of the cloud and so I, I bless you that you're receiving lots of grace today amen that that maybe to some they'll receive the grace that that oh maybe it's better to quit now while I'm ahead right it's better to quit now maybe that that's that's the blessing that you'll receive. So we talked about this new creation also in verse uh, 14, right? Verse 14 until chapter 7, verse 2, right? We talked about this earlier. And so... And so, look, uh, you cannot help but ingrain repentance into your life. If if you say that, oh, you can only go live for the truth and nothing for the truth... Um, All you need to know Is the will of God What can I do To please God more What can I do To be more closer to God What can I do To love God more And so that's why Repentance becomes Ingrained into our body And so keep through that repentance uh, Your intellect Emotion and will Being unraveled And and the level Of that holiness Growing expanding The level of that Trust in God Growing and expanding And so what else Does it say in verse 10 That That uh, that the weapons that we use are not are not flesh and blood, but by the but by the power of God. Um, and so all of these strongholds inside of us, all of these all of these principle are uh, these philosophies and, and, and ideologies in our mind. All of these things are being brought down, being brought down by the Word of God, by the Spirit of God. It's because you do not live by the Spirit. That's why you allow these ideologies to build up strongholds inside of you, letting them move you. And so look at how much these things are controlling you. People who, who act based on their thinking. Who they, they think it and they act it out right away. For example, their cell phones. Right, the moment you think about cell phone, you're already using that cell phone. That is a stronghold. You chose to hate and then immediately you hate. You choose to despair and you immediately despair. It's the same thing with despair. You think about despair and you're already despairing. That oh I want to eat something, then you're already eating something. That oh, I want to like this person Then you receive that already in your heart And so these kinds of people You have this stronghold inside of you This stronghold has been built up Meaning that, 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 you, that these informations Have built up strongholds in your mind That the moment you think that I need to rage You rage and so you respond You respond already that way And this is uh, strongholds in your mindset And so all the energy that comes The energy that is, that, is, uh, that is empowering you Is these strongholds And so these kinds of people, what do you need to do? First thing is stop. Stop. Why did that person curse me? Why did that person curse me? And instead of and so when you stop, instead of responding immediately to that curse, you 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 put on the death of Jesus Christ. Putting on the death of Jesus Christ, even in your thoughts, just in your thoughts. You wanted to say something, but instead of saying something you, you, you stop and say that, oh I shouldn't speak this way. And so you need to be able to experience these things several times a day, right? And so instead of acting, reacting um, instantaneously, you stop, you stop. Oh, why am I falling into despair? Oh, this person's speaking, and why am I all of a sudden starting to judge this person? And so it's about stopping, stopping. That That is the characteristic of those who do not have strongholds. Let's say that your husband did something that upsets you. Instead of being upset by it right away, you stop. and so within you these these strongholds that take place in your mind you need to see how strong they are and you need to break them down break them down because, because in every aspect it's about god's will and re- being able to receive god's will and so it seems may, they that you are living inefficiently but 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 that's it. That's better. It's when you think that it's when you try to live efficiently that you wander in the desert for forty years. If you, even though it looks inefficient, when you are responding to God, you'll get through the wilderness in a month. Right? There's this pop song that says, "What goes around comes around. What goes around comes around." Right? And so all of these strongholds All of these things Keep you from being submission to God What is submission? Submission to God means you are completely free That, that, that you are completely free To respond to God Completely free to move according to God That is true freedom And so every day um, Breaking down these strongholds Through the word, the spirit of Christ And the blood of Christ so brothers If you live by the flesh Then in your mind All your th- strongholds And your thoughts Are these strongholds To, keep, to, to, uh, to uh, That control you right. And how can you break these strongholds If you look at World War II and and the strongholds that, that 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 the German army had in the beaches of Normandy, what did they have to do to get rid uh, to get rid of those? Is that they had to send uh, special forces to bomb all of these bunkers, right? And that's why that's why it's so difficult. And so before it becomes a stronghold, continually break these things down by the blood of Jesus Christ. And you need to train yourself to continually stop uh, in the spirit of God and and don't allow these strongholds to control you and so, and so when the enemy moves according to these strongholds in these strongholds the danger is that these strongholds in your mind uh, characterize, uh, starts to um, personify inside of you For example like like uh, Immorality Immorality becomes personified in you Worldliness becomes personified in you So please do not underestimate the devil This doesn't mean uh, To be afraid of them But when you are in Jesus Christ The devil cannot do anything to you But outside of Jesus Christ This enemy can do anything To control you and so so we need to break down these strongholds. Whatever we do, break down these strongholds. What is the initial stages of these strongholds being built inside of you is that you fall into uh, despair. And so if you are able to rejoice, that is clear evidence that there are no strongholds. And so despair, sorrow, don't. Tolerate these even for a day. Don't allow this state of sorrow, this state of despair to remain for a day because that means that the enemy is controlling you, is 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 moving inside of you. And so if your faces are dark, that's dangerous. And when I talk about your faces being dark, I'm not pointing out Pastor Cho, right? You understand what I mean by faces being dark. It's not it's not the color of your skin, but 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 the but the but the radiance of it, right? And so And so a life that puts on the death of Jesus Christ In their mind In all of these things Is continually being characterized Personified in the death of Jesus Christ And so put on the death of Jesus Christ Amen Put on the death of Jesus Christ Amen And so as he leads us We cannot have these strongholds Right Because Because that is characteristic of him leading us is that we do not have these strongholds. And so he alone should reign over us. But if those strongholds are there, he cannot have dominion. And so why is this lifestyle so important? Because because remember, as I said, that our life is basically a movie being shot. And, And so we are not we are not filling the contents of our lives he fills the contents but we when we act out according to what he has given us we become a star and so uh, so uh, the lines themselves i fill them in but but what i do is according to his calling right and so all of your talents are different but we all have the same mina right and so because I have a calling to a head pastor That's the glory for me And so you as a businessman then That's the glory for you and The important thing to you is, to all of us Whether you're a businessman or a pastor or Whatever it is Is that you have been called as kings and so, and so if you have strongholds in your mind Then you're unable to follow this scenario of God And so let us break down these strongholds And allow God's dominion So that we can follow after Him Amen That is where true glory is found Amen And so what is the result of this life Is that weakness equals perfection Weakness equals strength Weakness is our victory Amen and so the weakness that the world defines, the, 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 the shame that the world defines in all, of the, in all of these things in our perspective is not a problem. In Jesus Christ, weakness, weakness strength, none of these things are defined. Amen? and so now if I'm in Christ I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me so all of us needs to be able to boldly make this confession amen and so let's go back to today's text chapter 5 so now we're on verse 3 right verse 3 verse 3 and so by putting it on we may not be found naked and so what is this nakedness describing it's the state of death right being in paradise being in that state where you have no body where your spirit is separate from the body so he's yearning to he's yearning to be the resurrection before he dies right but and though he yearns for it he it was not for him but we are beings who this calling is is being prepared for amen and so that is our great expectation is is to have that resurrection before death and so verse 4 for while we are still in this tent we groan and what does it mean that we groan because we have this fleshly tent as I said what is this fleshly tent This inability to respond in the spirit But responding in the flesh And so that causes us to groan Why do we groan? Because we do not want to be found naked But rather we want to be further clothed With the highest resurrection body With the more spiritual body That is what we groan for, amen And so So but that we be further clothed So that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life and so that the spirit inside of you, when you live 100% by the power inside of you, everything that's mortal inside of you is being made perfect into his perfect spiritual thing. Amen. And so that is the greatest glory that is prepared for you. And But what do we have to be wary of is that when this glorious comes inside of us, it's not a new thing that is given inside to us, but already we have that glory inside of us. But now it's simply... Uh, oh, sorry, one moment. Okay, so the uh, and so, uh, this perfection is is not a different body, but rather a body that does not limit God, right? And so the spirit of God that is inside of you is going to make this inside of you And so even now, don't limit the spirit that's inside of you And so the gift that's inside of you, look at how much you limit it But the apostles and and, and the saints at this time, they did not limit it They were even transported from place to place Uh, And that season is upon us and so as we enter into this, two wit- the era of the two witness, uh, the miracles and powers and signs of God being revealed in amazing ways, in a way to the point where the Antichrist cannot dare to even touch you, where, where we will transcend the rules of nature, the laws of nature. And, and why do I make these signs and miracles important? It's because it is a sign of the kingdom of heaven. It is a sign of kingdom of heaven being there. Not that, that they in themselves is important, but they are a proof. And so power and love and and anointing All of these things uh, need to unfold uh, without obstruction So that that is proof that that the kingdom of heaven is flowing, is moving So continually be aware that you are the temple of God And that you do not do anything that goes against the temple of God And when you live that way it makes all of this possible All power and miracle and signs and wonders being revealed And so verse 6 so we are always of good courage We know that while we are at home in the body We are away from the Lord And so even though we have the spirit inside of us And, and, and he is providing all this inside of us And yet we are still living on this earth And so we are separate And so we are on here on earth And he is in the kingdom of heaven And so for this reason What do we need to do? Verse 7 uh, For we walk by faith not by sight And so that's why we live by faith right now Living in the faith that, that this is inside of us And so though we are in this weakness We live by that weakness But we live in faith Amen Amen. And so verse 8 Yes we are of good courage and we would rather be Away from the body and at home with the Lord And so Paul he says earlier We said that he doesn't want to die but what he It's not because he's afraid of death itself It's not because he's trying to run away from Death but rather because he doesn't want to die Because he sees this greatest of glory And yet, and yet What's more important is that We would rather be away from the body and at home With the Lord even now if I die Of course it's not the highest resurrection And yet I'm in the place of his presence. Right, what is paradise? Paradise is where Jesus reigns. It's not yet the glory of the new millennial kingdom of or the new heaven and earth, and yet it is still better than this earth. And so And so of course it's not up to me, but if I were if I am to die, uh, I would rather be dead and in that paradise than 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 here on earth. But and but what is the focus? The focus is on resurrection. And what is resurrection? Resurrection isn't putting this focus on the future, but letting that future flow into the present that glory of that resurrection be here and so if we want to live with that glory then what do we need to live by? we need to live by the spirit right now not by the flesh and so finally verse 10 for we must all appear or no we're on verse 9 so so whether we are at home or away we may uh, make it okay. So, for, and so it's important how you live and so verse 10 for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body whether good or evil and so, when we stand before that judgment, uh, in order to have this greatest of glory, we need to. Uh, when we have this uh, glory, what will it be? We will uh, uh, be invited as the bride in, in the in the in the in the uh, bride of the of the Lamb. And so, and so, those who believe uh, resurrection, uh, oh, Wait, no, so as it says in John, John chapter 5 this is words used from John chapter 5 John chapter 5 verse 29 chapter 30 chapter 5 verse 30 okay it says I can do uh, no verse 29 Uh, And come out And those who have done good to the resurrection of life And those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment It would be great if it said Those who believe a judgment of resurrection Or a resurrection of of life And those who do not believe a resurrection of judgment But it says those who have done good And and, uh, and so where else does it say this In Revelations 20 Revelations 25 25 and 6 that the rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended and so these are talking about people who were unable to put on the, the resurrection body and so this is the first resurrection so what is the first resurrection? it is those who have that glorious resurrection the highest resurrection those who partake in the in the wedding feast and so who are these first resurrection? As it says in verse four, then I saw thrones and seated on them those who to whom the authority to judge was committed. Also, I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus, and for the word of the Lord, uh, God, and those who had not worshipped the beast or its image. Who are these? These are the remnant, right? Uh, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or their heads, hands. And so this is the remnant. Clearly, those who enter into the millennial kingdom, above all else, the the martyrs. those people who have gone through that persecution have gone through that suffering and those who have perfected holiness and the remnant right and those people who have not received the mark of the beast on their hand or on their head forehead and so, where's the focus on this? It's millennial Kingdom, the, those priestly kings who will reign in the millennial Kingdom, and who are they? They are those who are part of this glorious church, and then all everyone else then waiting in in paradise. They're just waiting, and they're just waiting up there. The only people who are coming to this earth for the millennial Kingdom are these people, and this is the first resurrection. And so, let us. All, we all want to yearn for this first resurrection, right? So, this first resurrection isn't just for anyone. It's a privilege for these people, these people who 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 will reign with the Lord for a thousand years. And so, in verse six, uh, blessed and holy is the ones who share in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with Him for a thousand years. And so these are those who will have this authority. And this is where Yarbang Church is is striving for, to participate in this first ah. resurrection. Wow, aren't you so excited just at the thought of this? At the thought of this? And so why why put a meaning on this earth? Do you want to be a president for four or five years? Why not be a priestly king for a thousand years? What is greater? I'm going to be a king for a thousand years for a thousand years in that millennial kingdom so even now I'm a priestly king but then then more more as in that millennial kingdom hallelujah so bless the person next to you let us be together in that day Okay, and so I believe that you will all be beings who participate in that first resurrection. And so let us pray. Okay, let us pray. Okay, and so let us pray now. Uh, We went through all of 2 Corinthians, and so let's engrave it into our spirits with with the anointing. And let us be characterized by this. Jesus' death is my death. Jesus' uh, burial is my burial. Jesus' resurrection is my resurrection. Jesus' throne is my throne. Jesus' glory is my glory. And so, Lord, in every single person, according to the calling of the church, that resurrection and that glorious resurrection that we will see in that end times, Lord, may every single person participate in that. That we would not live a life that responds in the flesh, but but breaking down all the strongholds that, that, that tie us to that flesh, but that we would live by life. Bless us that the word today would come upon us in powerful anointing. Let's pray all together in spirit. Even now, Lord, may our eyes of faith be opened up and may your glorious light shine and may we receive that, that the, your holy blood would move within us and that when that glory is established inside of our temple, may all this list of sins be completely erased from within us that your power and authority would take hold of our lives by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus be filled by the Spirit of God and completely all records of sin and so Lord may this word of the way of cross enter into us may we go through that way and every day may I live a life that puts on the death of Jesus Christ that I will not respond to the flesh but by the spirit and may for that reason may your blood move inside of us and as it moves inside of us may it erase all the uh, records of sin inside of us dominion over us and may that dominion may the power and authority of that dominion be characterized in our lives and in the name of Jesus all the darkness that has been characterized in our lives I cast you out I cast you out one goal that we have in before us which is to participate in this first resurrection. Amen? And so if, if you have received that calling, then God will make it inside of you. And so Lord upon the community may they see that glory. The glory of that first resurrection. <laughs> And, Lord, you will not uh, cause regret to those who receive your calling. And so, Lord, the principle behind this is to be holy and pure and blameless. So, Lord, may we choose to live by that Spirit. May we choose to live by putting on the death of Jesus Christ in our flesh. In faith, be holy. Lord, during these past three weeks, through 2 Corinthians, we praise your name for this amazing victory that you have given us. And may this victory continue in this community and continually renew this community that we would head towards that goal of glory. Continually pour out the power of the blood and engrave that blood inside of us that we would live by the Spirit and that we would not be lazy in putting the flesh to death. Lord, all the loot of this victory that you have given us at this time, we want to open our hands wide and receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive and take hold. Avail. Avail the spoils of war. God's holiness, his purity, his goodness. Take hold of it. Take hold of it. Take hold of the death of Jesus Christ. And so uh, I cannot lay hands on everyone. So associate pastors, help me out. Help me out and receive it in faith. Receive the dominion of the King, the holiness, purity, sanctity. As we pray once again, take hold of the spoils of war of this victory. All the power and authority of the church, receive it. Take hold of it. Claim it. Claim it. God has given you the victory for this first resurrection and so all of the elements necessary for that victorious parade has already been given inside of you has been overflowing inside of you and so praise you God I praise you God for filling us up with all of this and so let's lift up a shout to God we thank you and we confess that you have the victory you have done all of it and so Lord we praise you for your amazing works and purify us and Lord and now we proclaim that this amazing uh, revival has begun and so may we be a community that can continue to respond in spirit and that all the polluted things in this community be completely erased at this time and that we would be pure and and holy spirits I lift up the offering today to you may it be pleasing to you and may every single saint here believe that they do not live by what Babylon gives and that Babylon cannot determine our life, but that we live a... A kingly life that receives from the presence of God. And so upon wherever they may go, uh, that they would be able to stake the flag of glory, to stake the flag of victory. And upon all the ministry that is, uh, that is all over the world, wherever they go, that they would have that vict- victory. And that they would walk together with all the heavenly hosts. And that they would be filled with this uh, blessing in this day and age. And so now, by the grace of Jesus Christ, who is the head of the church and through the holy love of the Father and the indwelling, comforting, fulfilling work of the Holy Spirit upon the saints who characterize, who are personified by Jesus' death being my death, upon their family, upon their businesses, upon their inheritance upon this nation, upon this people, upon this country, upon Zoe Ministry and the Church may this blessing rest now and forevermore.